Hi, welcome to The Authentic Existence with Katie and Lori. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. That's us, Katie and Lori. This is our show. Yeah. And today we are going to do a little bit of a part two to last week's episode about um, attachment styles. I think that as we were talking about it, it was really interesting and we've continued to talk about it outside of the show. Uh, And so today I wanted to start with what I was doing in research for this. I kind of like um, how zodiac signs kind of work well with each other. I was like, well, let me see. Yes, the compatibility. I was like, are there attachment styles that are more compatible with one another versus not? And when I was doing that research, what I found was the green light pairings all required a secure partner, a secure attachment partner to be in the relationship in order for it to be a green light pairing. So basically, all of the other attachment styles work the best with a secure attachment style, (laughs) (laughs) which we just found out could be between 50% and 60% of the population. Right. So that's Uh, good. Yeah, no, that's great. The chances of you finding someone with a secure attachment style is more than half. Yeah. No, that's great. So, it's a great it's great odds. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what I also found out was that there is a worse pair. <clears throat> well, I say worse pair. I think in the my least opinion, ideal the least ideal pair and that would be the anxious and the avoidant attachment style um and because it shows up as a codependency in the relationship. And it was saying um, each one is unconscious of their needs, which are expressed by the other. This is one reason for their mutual attraction. Pursuers with an anxious style are usually disinterested in someone available with a secure style. Um, They usually attract someone who is avoidant. The anxiety of an insecure attachment is um, evening and what is it? I don't know what this word is. Um, and familiar through, though it's uncomfortable, it makes them more anxious. It validates their abandonment fears about relationships and beliefs about not being enough, lovable, or securely loved. Yeah. So that's like that whole thing, like people will just stay in relationships, even though it's like the most uncomfortable relationship they've ever been in. But that uncomfortability is comfortable. Right. It's their And comfort. they seek out things that like bring more chaos because that is that is comfortable for them. So that's that's what happens there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So what is the research on like how to become a better, more secure attachment style type of person? Um. So a lot of it is go to therapy. Yeah. Talk about it. And it, to be honest, I think it begins with being self-aware. Sure. Because let's be honest, I didn't know what my, I mean, I've heard of it, but I didn't know enough to be like, oh, I know that this is my attachment style. Mm-hmm. But once I started reading about it and learning about it, I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. And now like, that's how I see everything. Everything yeah. is showing up as attachment styles. I'm like, ooh, I know which attachment style you have. <laughs> <laughs> and like you have to be aware like not everyone is in the same headspace no. or in the same thoughts so they're not ready to hear my. oh you have anxious avoidant attachment <laughs> style yes are you codependent on so-and-so yes, yes yeah they're not so then too like ready. what at what point is codependency like when is it ever healthy or is it always just un- codependency is always unhealthy i don't like know. i think about like my kids like they are not just codependent they're like dependent upon me to well live. that's you know, that's, so those are okay. That dependency is the 
I, I feel like that's what would create the secure attachment. It does. And I think about like, don't you want a partner who is dependable that you can depend on? Yes. So then at that moment, like that is it is that dependency? I see what you're getting at. So codependency is like um the extra of dependency, right? Like I can't even go get this glass of water. I, I want, need for maybe my- maybe not that. Maybe not that severe, but like I'm not going to make plans with my friends until I know what's going on with my partner. Okay. Or I don't want my partner to go anywhere without me. Like what you're going to go on a boys night? No way. Right. Um or even like just not even knowing themselves. Like nothing is about them. It's everything is centered around the partner. That person. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the codependent I, and I, where it becomes very unhealthy. I've definitely I know people who are like that. I have been like that in past relationships. Yeah. Um, and it's terrible. Right. You, like, you like you lose want? your own identity. Yeah. You get but like sucked into Everything theirs. is about, yes, everything is about the relationship. And that that is where the, the working through. Because when I was reading um, like some of the quizzes online and stuff, you know, and I would associate, it was hard for me because it has been such a long time since I've been in a relationship and a lot of change has happened and a lot of growth. And so it was hard for me to answer the questions because I, I don't know. Right. How, I can't, where would I put my mind? In the last time that I was there? No, because I know I would do things differently. Yeah. And then I can't necessarily speak to the future because I don't know. Right. I, I hope that I have gotten through these certain things. But I also have learned that based on where my attachment style has been, now that I've learned, um, I know that I did have some anxious attachment, so the avoidant is my worst enemy. Right. Um, so I know I need to make sure that my next partner is not that type. Right. Um, I would, yeah, I mean, I even posed the question to my my TikTok, like, do you know? Do you think your partner knows? Right. Do you know any, do you think anyone knows? And then, like, another girl commented, and she was like, yeah, I feel like that's going to be my next question when I start dating someone. Do you know your attachment well, style? Well, see, and that's like, the let's thing. let's do this attachment style quiz. How do you, right. So yeah. is that something, like, where you just carry your, like, when you're on the dates, and you're like, okay, date three, I noticed yeah, some no, things. Yeah, no, I feel like on like, three, yeah. Yeah, let's start talking about, uh, you know, uh, it's a good way attachment to, to, to get into emotional availability. I agree. How open can they talk about things that they may not Are know Are they about? that self-aware? Right. And look, you don't have to already be, but if you're open to saying, oh, I never heard of that. What is that? Right. Oh, yeah, let's explore this together. Right. As a team. And then mm-hmm. you but can... You, but you'll have already been... Well, light yeah, years yeah, ahead. Me. I'll be like, so I already know this shit about me. What about you? Let's look at your test. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, the next person, they'll already have their test and they'll know. Who knows? That's a high expectation. <laughs> that you it's have. not an expectation. It's a wishful thinking. Yeah. If, okay. it, if it is, if yeah, it isn't. Because nobody does. I feel like all of my conversations with everyone lately have just been about some kind of way the conversations that are brought to me have shown up in this conversation does that make sense like one of our friends was like oh i thought you talked about me on the podcast i was like oh no i was actually talking about another friend oh yeah this could totally go in with what we talked about they saw themselves there yeah 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 i've had that as well yeah but not with attachment styles i had to bring attachment styles to my people and be like hey yeah there's this quiz here 
I'm gonna need for you to take it because I need to understand where you are. Yeah, and it does. It helps you understand right. them. Yeah, and how did you get like this? <laughs> right. And the quiz we took had like stats on it, it dug deeper into how you became this type of attachment, right. like your got to upbringing. The root. Yeah, and so you can kind of then the person takes that result and can kind of say, oh, okay, so this is these are the things that impacted my life growing up that made me have this kind of attachment style and then you can try to move and use those results to repair grow heal shift that style yeah no and i I feel like the attachment style also shows up in regular relationships as well not just romantic relationships no for sure yeah because that's that is our relationship. Right, like, right. Relationship is relationship yes. between any humans. And, and then I, there's added on romantic. And I think, too, too, there is, it shows up in your relationship with yourself. You yeah. know, like, how much grace do you give yourself? How much... How much trust self-care? you have for yes. yourself and your decision-making? Yes, yes. So I think I think it's across the board. So uh, definitely super important. If um, maybe after we do the show at the bottom we can put a link to one of these quizzes yes yes so the one that you have yes because i want to go take that too because i I thought that i was one and then as i was reading more in depth on each of them i was like oh i kind of see myself in in a lot of them i I think and then i think too you know us having um adhd it kind of leaves you predisposed to some things like yeah. anxiety you're you're already like that and then there's you know self-esteem issues right stuff like that so i think it's it really muddies the water when, yeah when you're doing that no you're like, definitely i see myself in this one and this yeah. one i see myself in all of them kind of well but like, then the more psychology i learn about i'm like all of these things are so interconnected yeah. so it's like well do i get it from this area do right. i get it from this do I right get it from, i don't know where i got yeah. it from but it's here it's there so how can we work it's through showing it? up yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I think that I am warm and caring and honest and open and trusting, but I'm also like somewhat distant. You know, I have like these anxious fears. Is that yours? No, no. It's mine. It's yours. The, re- <laughs> the ones that the, re- video the recording phone is is ringing. It might be. It like but I think I, I, you know I I can see myself. I show up in. in so a lot I want to read this to you, and I want you to tell me if you agree with it can handle conflicts well, have healthy interdependent relationships with their partner, more trusting and forgiving, communicates their needs well and listens to their partner's needs, more empathetic and attuned to their partners and responds appropriately. Example, both partners can hang out with friends separately without it being a problem. That's a description of a secure attachment style. And I feel like I've seen you accomplish both of those things. Yes. Hold on, I'm going to turn this off. Yes. Katie's taking a time out. No, and I think too, I think sometimes the way that my my partner delivers themselves kind of changes that security. Like if this person is always anxious, that's going to give me anxiety. Like, bro, figure out how to handle that. Is it recording? No. It's okay. <laughs> we got a little so, bit. So, <laughs> um, but I think, you know, depending on how your partner is, like you have to, I have to constantly check in with myself and be like, I am not crazy. You are very anxious. Like, I'm not making this up, you know, or you're, uh, you have these outbursts. That would give me anxiety. Even mm-hmm. if I'm being secure, I have a secure attachment. Your anxious attachment is always at my front door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So then you're like constantly analyzing and be like, okay. And you're saying this from a secure attachment perspective to an anxious attachment right. perspective. Right. Well, and I think that that's where the communication is. is sure. Being able to sit down with the anxious attachment. And it doesn't always have to be like, I'm giving you anxiety. Right. But it can be like, here's the thing. Yeah. And the secure person typically, I would assume, and I'm saying assume because I I don't think that I've been in one with a secure person, mm-hmm. um, that they would be able to come from a place of more clarity mm-hmm. and like, look, I, I understand. And I see that that's not a real thing here for me. Right. But I that's where that little support and like, how can I help you through that yeah. thing? Um, now, the outburst kind of thing that's like we want to go to some therapy and work well, everybody how we should regulate ourselves. <laughs> yes, yeah. because emotional regulation Correct. is key. As grown-ups, you are responsible for what you put out. Whatever right. emotions you feel and however you act on them, you're responsible for that. That's like, you know, you can't just go beat on women because you're mad at your mom. Right. That's not but how it works. if that was what was shown to that person, that's <clears throat> the norm. That is their communication. Right. So if they watched, let's say your the child was in a family where the uh, parents were abusive or mm-hmm. one was abusing the other. or they Even if it wasn't other. physical, even if it was right. just yelling, sure. like loud screaming, yeah. yelling at each other. Yeah. Then you know that this is how I, if, if I don't feel heard, this is how I this get hurt. Yeah. I get loud. And then you, you go into a relationship with someone who is in a, who's secure right. because their parents knew how to speak to each other. Yeah, they don't and yell. And then here comes this yeller and this quiet, secure person. They're looking at you like, what the fuck? Yeah. What's happening here? Yeah, what is going on? Why are you having these outbursts? Right. And then, but guess it what? It don't have to be like that. Typically, that, that anxious person has no idea. Oh, the anxious person has no idea that that's, that's a normal thing? I I don't think that they realize that it's abnormal until you see what, or and I say abnormal until you, you don't know something's unhealthy until you see healthy, right? You don't know a communication style is unhealthy unless you're shown a healthy way. So I think too, though, at some point, like, so if you have someone who's calm and secure and you have this person who's anxious, who's, you know, kind of all over the place and the secure person is like, hey, Listen, it doesn't have to be like that. We can sit down and have a normal conversation and talk about this. Whatever you're feeling right now, I understand. I'm, I'm sorry I made you feel that way, whatever the case may be. That person might be like, well, th- th- she don't want to argue. She don't want to fight. Right. So is this person avoidant? Um, yeah, I think that's a good thing to for us to come back to after we take this All break. All right, we will do it. Let's break. Okay. Chop, chop. Bye. <laughs> hey, welcome back. We are back from our break, break, break. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I roll. So we were talking before the break about um, when you have a partner that is has a secure attachment styles and if you don't, it may seem like you're being avoidant if you don't want to engage in that conflict or in that, you know, if in the, the anxious style. You're like, no. It doesn't have to be, you know, a high anxiety situation. It can be chill and we can work this out together. So, you know, an avoidant, so you're not being avoidant. You're being secure. So you're trying to guide your partner or whoever, your friend, 
whomever right. and right. to like let, chill out let's think about this let's look at you know some big picture thinking or break it on down into smaller bits whatever the case may be but um the avoidant is is fearful avoidant disorganized is what i got so they have um negative negative thoughts about themselves they have negative thoughts about others is it is it there you good yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a wiggly worm today yeah it just keeps going <laughs> it's a high anxiety <laughs> and high avoidance and um they desire to be close but they have a hard time trusting others and i think that's because they don't trust themselves so that's kind of like a you know projection into well if yeah. i can't trust myself i can't trust anyone else and um they fear rejection and abandonment so much that they avoid getting into these deep relationships because how can I allow myself to get into this deep relationship because you might leave me or mm -hmm. you might judge me for how how I got this fucked up or how right. I got or like how imperfect I am yeah for sure so they avoid getting close so it's kind of like they put a wall up being mm -hmm. like mm, can't let you in here because people have been in here <laughs> and, and they, they threw bombs they fucked it all up <laughs> so I mean I get that and and I think that's like even if you were a, a, a person with a secure attachment, if the partner that you're with or whoever, whatever that relationship blows up, you're yeah. Go, let's you're say gonna you're, you're secure and you were dating an anxious or an avoidant or you know one yeah. that's really not so. Because there's one thing about like being that or having that in your past and being aware and knowing where it's healthy and where it's not and how you can shift forward. Yeah, that is when I talk about having your partner help you move forward. We can't help anyone who doesn't know that it's a problem. So if they're not receptive to the conversation about it, it's probably it I think I think there's a difference between though when we're saying help your partner than it is to say support your yes. partner because it's not my job to help you. It's your job to help yourself. Right. But I can support you while you chase those goals. Yeah. And if you want me to hold you accountable, I can do that if we have that sort of agreement. But I can't help you change yourself. You have to be the one that decides to do that. And to have that communication with whomever you're talking to, whatever relationship it is, to be able to communicate, say, look, you know, kind of like you did with your, your kid, where you're like, look, I can help you. Well, I can support your, right. your goals. I can hold you accountable, but you can't get mad or frustrated when I call out these accountability hooks. Right. That you've put out. That you decided, yeah. that we decided together that this would be the plan. So I think I think the same thing applies to any relationship. So you kind of have to define what support is from your partner, what right. support is from your friend, what support is from your parents, whoever, and then define too the accountability of that like okay how are you gonna hold me accountable well when you say that that hurts my feelings you know so like don't hold me accountable like this like you know let's say somebody quit smoking cigarettes and you catch them smoking cigarettes and you're like what are you doing old fucking tar breath right that's not holding someone accountable right you're like hey <laughs> i mean you you are you're like checking them like Bill, yeah I but see. not in a loving but it's, caring yeah, way it's not so when you set this accountability up you want to make sure that you frame it that way and get really specific these are the things that are okay that would support me right while I'm on this journey right yeah no I mean I, I I understand and so we wanted to go over some of the ways that these attachment styles show up mm -hmm. um we talked about the secure attachment style so the dismissive attachment style dismissive and avoidant are the same yeah 
um, often prioritize their autonomy over their relationship, often pulls away and do not depend on their partner. They are not comfortable expressing their emotions, but they do well with communicating intellectually. They are often good in crisis situations, avoids conflicts, and prepares to be oh prefers to be alone. They are often disengaged, detached, and not attuned to their partner or children. Example, a dismissive avoidant partner may spend so much time alone that they negate their relationship. Yeah. And so those type of partners, if you're getting into an argument with an attach uh, or uh, secure attachment, they're, I don't even think that it, I don't know. I don't know how it would be with a secure attachment, but I can see this interaction with an anxious and avoidant, right? The anxious is like, well, let's talk about it. And the avoidant's like, nah, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> we don't need to do this. Yeah. Fight or flight. That's like, why those two are so explosive together because they're literally like the opposite. What one needs, the other one literally can't Incapable give. Yes. of giving. They literally do the opposite and they're like, they run. Yeah. Um, and then so the anxious attachment styles often preoccupied with their partners and fear rejection and abandonment. They express needy behaviors and desire reassurance, high conflict and take their partner's actions personally. They often become codependent and have poor boundaries, unwilling to take accountability for their actions, moody, unpredictable and not attuned to their partner's or children's need. For example, an anxious partner may constantly ask their significant other if they love them for reassurance. And if an anxious attachment person is asking an avoidant person this no. all the time, like it's just like can't give it to them. <laughs> yeah, you got you got nothing in the well. Like, if then it's that full circle self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, the loop. And then here we go to the disorganized. Yes. Individuals often come from a place. And now all of these things, you, you could have a little bit from either one. Yeah. But individuals often come from a place of unresolved trauma, exhibit sub substance abuse behaviors, anger, aggression, criminality, abusive behavior, and maybe narcissistic. They may script past trauma into their current relationships and how they parent. Does not handle conflict well. Example, disorganized partners may gaslight their partner where the partner questions their reality and feelings. So, like, there's some of those things that I don't associate with. And then there's some that I'm like, yeah, I could see that a little bit. <laughs> it's like you could pick a little, a few, yeah. a few of the things. I, and, I, I, yeah. Like, I can think we have, like, a all? A mix. Yeah. <laughs> a little mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think everyone kind of is a little bit of a mixed bag yeah when you take this uh this quiz it doesn't put you in one box it shows where you are in each of the boxes mm. so it will show you that like yeah you are you do have traits so it's like from percentages of, of yeah. that make up the, the whole pie circle right chart thing. right oh, okay. so it's kind of like um the hot to crazy scale but on the attachment styles and there mm -hmm. are four of them so they're like a cube and you'll see it it's color-coded it's it's easy to read it's easy to understand and that way, you know, is it easy to copy and paste the link to share it with people? For sure. Good. Yeah. We're going to add it. <laughs> yeah, at, I'm going to be sending it out. Like before I even go yeah. on a date, like here, take no, this yeah. <laughs> Send me your results. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, for real. But and then at the same token, though, it's like that's where that person is in that moment. And maybe they're like right. you where they're like, I'm not in a relationship right now. So I'm not in a frame. Of I like, haven't been able to put to use the tools and the, the changing and the things that I have done. Right. So I don't know. Right. 
So I think, you know, we have to a lot for those, yeah. those type of, of, of things as well. But I think it's just really insightful and it gives you, if, if anything else, it gives you a starting point. Right. Of, of where you can, you know, kind of grow yourself. Right. To know yourself. Because it's not just about the relationship. It's about you. You're, How do you show up correct. in the world? And it's it's your relationship with yourself, yes. too. Like I said, so if you if you avoid um, self-improvement because you're like, no, I'm not worthy of that or that's hard or I don't I don't deserve it. Same as I'm not worthy. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just the way that I am. And that's that. But you do deserve to have secure attachments with other people where, you know, you they have boundaries, you have boundaries, those are honored. It's reciprocated support. It's a safe space. It is a safe space. You trust them, they trust you. They can go do their thing, you can go do your thing. And it, do you it's think all good. that maybe that's why that we've been able to, although we have our own attachment styles in different areas that we've been able to work through our things together as friends from third grade. Yeah. Um, because at the core of our relationship, we trust that the other has our best interest at heart. Yeah. And maybe we never had that in other places. Yeah. May, I say never, but maybe we didn't always feel that way. Because I'm sure like we, we had it. In certain aspects, yeah. in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because we've been friends for so long, we are like sisters and we do like we don't always get along. We don't always agree on everything. Right. But at the end of the day, I know you're not going to purposely do anything that's going to hurt me. No. And I quite the opposite. I think that you know that yeah, about me. Sure. And it's not always like that in a lot of relationships. No. In a lot of spaces. I think. And this is what I was saying earlier about how. I can be a, a secure attachment in some relationships. Yes. But yes. then in others, whatever is being, whatever the information I'm getting from them is, changes how I interact with these people because it's like, right. Whoa. Right. You got I could have been secure, but then I have this avoidant over here who's giving me all this avoidant. And now it's starting to trickle in and make me be like, what's going on? Right. And so then I'm like, I'm going to avoid you because right. I don't want that in my stuff. Or, and then I think that's how you can weed out, you know, other relationships too. Like, there are some relationships that are just not good. They're just toxic, toxic friendships, toxic um, family relationships. And to identify them, you need to know this stuff and know yeah. what the relationship is and how did we get here. I remember when I was a, a, a young girl, I had a friend and we, we were just bad together all the time. Just doing bad stuff. And... It was not. It was not, <laughs> Katie. <laughs> we left the little puppies on the porch. The big dogs was on the street. <laughs> so, but once I quit hanging out with this person, I didn't do no more bad stuff. Like I was just like, well, that that was not like my favorite thing to do was to right. get in trouble and you know have that like even in my conscious like. Ugh, but here I am trying I to connect. Yeah. So I think when you. Um, when you lose those connections and you start to do even even as a young person reflect and be like yeah I don't want to hang out with people like that anymore I think I'm going to make different kind of friends now yeah. because it's like a conscious decision to say I, I, I saw what that is I tried it out did not serve me it was not a good time yeah and you got to make that decision yeah it for wasn't sure. like you can't have that and that's what I, I've done for my kid is 
one of her friends got in trouble at school and I said, listen, you get to make the decision. Yeah. Who do you want to be and who do you want to spend time with? Absolutely. And this is a one of those life lessons where you have to decide, do you want to be involved with all that? And she was like, she told the girl, my mom told me that I can't be friends with you anymore. <laughs> I'll take the charge yeah. if I have to. If that's what you need to feel safe and secure right. to stand up for yourself, blame it on your mama. I got it. I yeah, got you. Because she <laughs> she ain't pulling up to school like, where's your mama at? No, nobody, right, nobody's right. doing that. Nobody's questioning the Yeah, mama. I'll just send her dad because that's oh, what we yeah, did last that year. That's it. And then the that. kid was like, that's your dad? And looked up and she was like, like mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I think back to what we're talking about with this avoidant attachment. And fearful. I think there's like obviously some trauma there that you've experienced that makes you afraid to have a connection, a real connection with people because that's being vulnerable. And the last time you were vulnerable or anytime you were vulnerable, shit happened. So you're just like, no, I'm just going to avoid those kind of connections altogether. Yeah. And typically what causes that from what I've been reading is there is inconsistency at home yeah so your core person who's supposed to keep you safe and secure sometimes does but then sometimes you don't know where they're at you don't know how they're going to behave you don't know and so that puts you in this i don't really know what's going to happen today situation and then it just trickles on throughout the adult life so I read this. Uh, I read this book, and I talk about it all the time. I'm I'm that lady that I give out book recommendations when I meet people. I start like listening and doing the therapy thing with uh-huh. them, and then I'm like, Oh, this book. Oh, you know what? Perfect. You need this. Yeah. So this book is called uh, Generation Inher- Inheritance. It's by a therapist, uh, Doctor Atlas. We will tag the book at the bottom of the show. But she talks about how these kind of relationship dynamics and attachment styles in essence is passed down from generation to generation Mm -hmm. so because that's how the behavior was modeled in your house and that's how the behavior was modeled in their house and their house and as far as it goes back so the children children are learning their emotional where they need to be from their parents or from their whoever their direct right caregivers are um so it's crucial to pay attention to how you um talk to your kid when they're stressed out how you talk to your kid when you're stressed out or they're Mm -hmm. stressed out because it's going to play into their future relationships so like when you look at it from that perspective you're like holy moly what i do right now to this kid Mm -hmm. is going to affect that kid every relationship that she has and then her kids if she decides to have kids or his kids or whoever's kids or whatever this is going to continue on so when we talk about doing like being generational curse breakers and stuff this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about because if we don't talk about it no one's gonna show up and do it right and then but the awareness yeah if i would have never gotten into yeah explored some kind of way somehow the i've been brought on this path yeah i would have continued on that path carrying that generational way of doing things right and it's not until you really take a break and you sit back and you're like that's not good. No. That, this... Y'all just spanking everybody around Right, there. right. Why like, dang. That? Mr. Paddle? I well, I don't go around my in my adult life and nobody ever comes up and it's like, hey, you deserve an ass whipping. And then whip me. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
We always get there. We <laughs> always get all, there some kind yes. of way. Well, we'll take <laughs> we'll take a break so we can laugh, and we'll come back, and we'll we'll, we'll wrap. That was this a up perfect a segue. There you go. We'll be back. <laughs> so we're, we're we're talking all the time. So <laughs> we're back. What we're talking about right now is that um, I'm referencing in the law of attraction when you allow yourself to have relationships, not romantic relationships, but when you allow yourself to have a wide array of human relationships in your life, you open yourself up to have more of those relationships come in. And then you can also, it's it's showing you what good relationships, even if it's just like an uncle guy in your life, you're seeing what a good uncle man, man, what a good man can, can how he should show up. Right. Yeah. So then you're allowing yourself to say, okay, I know that I can, have this kind of relationship with this person so it's got to be available to me right. with my intimate partner as well when well, i think that that kind of circles back to the attachments yeah, and sure. to that 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 meme that i sent you the other day about we have to believe something exists that we never got to experience ourselves yes that i think makes it hard because if you have not experienced a secure relationship if you have not witnessed it from anyone not just your own parents but like other people yeah if you haven't witnessed it and you didn't get to see it it is hard to imagine that it's possible yeah it's never it's never been in your wheelhouse it's never been shown to you so if all you've ever known is chaos right then you are actively seeking out more chaos Mm -hmm. for your life because that is normal to you and so then when you have someone that shows up and they are not chaos you're like ew i know and so, <laughs> right? And we've talked about this before with the whole same man, different pants mm-hmm. thing because it comes back to that. So if I'm used to having a anxious, avoidant partner, I'm that's, that's what I'm... That secure partner is weird. It's like, yeah. why does he call me every day? Right. right. Why is he so supportive? Right. Why is my friend always reaching out to me? I don't even... Like, I don't know how to respond to that. So right. when it's secure in other relationships. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, until you grow out of that part of the attachment style, you're going to continue to manifest and attract people who that chaos show up that way because that's that's your normal. Right. And I I love like I see people who let's say they're like going through a divorce or separating or some sort of movement away from what they're used to. And they hit me and they're like, "Whoa. <laughs> you are so different and so this and how did you get like that there it's like a moth to a flame and that is part of it like they see me as like this this is a way that i can (laughs) (laughs) there's a bug in here flying around my katie's head we were watching it so they're they're immediately and then i feel sometimes like okay well now i'm gonna flip into fixer mode Right. And I'm going to start giving you all these tools and strategies. That is why I feel like maybe you're so like, I don't know if I want to be the helper. I can support. I don't, but because in the past, it's like you've gone all the way to the, I'm going to help fix you. And I'm going to, I know all the things that can give you everything that you need. Right. But 
but I, they're not it's ready. Not a, it's not effective. Right. Because you have to want to help yourself. And I understand like reaching out to people and getting educated on things and understanding new ideas and new strategies and putting new tools in the toolbox, but you have to actively go out and want to have those things. Right. I can't just show up. I can't up. be the only facilitator of your healing. Correct. You have to be doing it on the side by, yes. by yourself too. Yes. And I think that I, I see people talk about it all the time, especially on social media. It's all these TikToks and videos about... Like I'm, I'm not a, a, a another human being's re- repair shop. Yeah. Like I can give you directions to the repair shop, and you know what's at the repair shop, but you have to drive your own car there. Right. I'm not the mechanic, and at that point, you are the mechanic. You have to go in and tinker with your own right. self until you get the right, the right. The car ain't making that noise anymore. Right. Get the clunk yeah. out, whatever that is. Put blinker fluid in there. Whatever, whatever you got to do to get to get right and then and then once you start showing up that way you're gonna attract the same thing all over again because now you're in a more healed spot where Mm -hmm. people see you and they're like oh how'd you get like that well i took myself Mm -hmm. to the mechanic shop or i took myself to therapy and that's something i'm working on too because i because i'm learning all this new things i'm like i want to tell everyone and i want to share with everyone and then i want them to do the work too and they're not always ready to do the work and then i'm like oh well shit okay well so then so then i would look at like what part of the relationship what part of myself needs them to know like when you're saying i told this guy oh i know your attachment style now that's none of my business unless i'm in a relationship with that person where they ask me that or that matters to them i'm not just gonna walk around and be like oh let me watch how this couple behaves okay he's avoidant she's secure bug (laughs) so because that's not that's not I don't need to be doing that all the time. I right. do not need to be on and making sure that everyone knows their attachment style. Well, no, I'm just saying like in the event that you're you're talking cuz I feel like we and we talked about this off air. I feel like every it showed up in all of my I was like, oh, I can just see it. I can see it everywhere. It's almost like, you know when you go to look for a car and you you never looked for it before, but now all of a sudden you see, you see it everywhere. On the yes. Yeah. So it's like that. And so I don't necessarily mean that. I just mean like with learning and growing and healing. It's like I want to give all of this magical information to everyone. And, and that's I why am we learning this- that not everyone is ready right. and open or even can even see. Comprehend. Yeah. yeah. And I know that there, there are people that I probably talk about the podcast with and they're just like, what in the fuck are you talking yes. about? Yes. They look you at guys us talk like about crazy. What? I'm like, yeah, we talk about all anything that any I like to think it's anything that anyone isn't talking about that should be talked about yeah because, like, and, and this and, and we talked about that before we started like why, why? were we taught these things right about our own human psychology yes. when we're growing up right or are typical secure people do they already know about these kind of things and it's just us that do didn't they know right so do they know that they're secure just off yeah. the dump do they just automatically know I, I think they I feel prob- like we need to get to the streets. We should get to the streets. And we need to get one of those little things for our phone and be like, excuse me, I want to ask you a question. How much money do you oh, make? Please. Yeah, those people. Yes. <laughs> How much is your apartment's yeah, rent? Like, yeah, no, I think that'd be great. Like, hey, do you, okay. Well, maybe we so can like, pull a call out to all of we y'all. Did, we did, we did it, I did an experiment when we went on Our Ladies Who Lunch last uh, Friday. And I stood outside of Lucy's Retired Surfers Bar in New Orleans. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to ask Every person that passes me, I'm going to ask them a question. 
And it wasn't like, where well, you got your shoes at, Right, bro. right. One guy was carrying um, a, a paper bag full of stuff. And I was like, oh, is that cold groceries? You're trying to get them in the house? And he's like, actually, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but he answered me. Right. Another guy was like, hey, man, I really like your shirt. And he's like, yeah, me too. I got it at whatever. And another guy was like, man, you see all those birds? And the guy was like, yeah, look at all those birds. Every single person watch. engaged with me. So we could totally step yeah. out into the street and be like, okay, let's do a canvas of whatever block it is. And start asking people like, hey, are you aware of attachment styles? Do you know what your attachment style is? We could quiz them right there on the spot. Yes, we can get percentages there and they'd be telling us, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Or Or yes, I am. Since it's 50 to 60%, maybe half of those people will be like, yeah, I'm secure. Yeah. And then we'll find out. And that's the thing is like, I don't know. (laughs) Are any of you over here um, listening to this saying like, oh yeah, I'm totally secure. If so, if you do identify with that, please like comment, let us know. We want we want to dig into your brain because That's, ours is not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- I th- I think it's uh it's, it's just engaging and it, it it gives you connection when you can have these conversations with people even if it is, you know. Yeah, cuz otherwise what do you talk about your worst watchers. favorite color? That's right. That's that's for another show. Yeah. <laughs> Which was cool too. It but is. Yeah, it but, is. But I feel like like once I since I've become aware of conversations and aware of like talking about things like when I do put myself around some people, the conversation that is had is like literally just like every bad thing that's happened all week. I agree. I I, I can see where the conversations are very shallow and then I'm bored. Because I'm like, I do not, there's no value here for me for us to gossip about right. so-and-so and did you see her butt injections? Like, <laughs> bro, I'm not worried about that. Like, that's just not something that I'm, if, she, if she's happy with her right. ass, if she likes I'm the happy her for legs her. Look, I mean, now look, I might look and be like, mm, that's not my business. Everybody's different. Everybody's Keep different. Moving. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's on them. And I try to avoid places, spaces, and people where those are, the, 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 that's the normal for them is mm-hmm. we're gonna get together under the guise of hanging out and we're just gonna talk about stuff that does not matter that has no value for me in my future life I wanna talk to people about deep things depth yeah. I want to go there I want to swim in the deep end of life and this is definitely how for me this is how it manifests for me yeah, by no, talking about sure. things like this and it's not until like I'm like oh everyone wants to no they don't no they don't and that's okay it like okay. if you want to stay there and you want to stay what do they call it? in the matrix <laughs> then you can if you want to believe that your whole life is literally here so that you can get up go to work pay your bills live in a big old house and clean it all the time and <laughs> look like no one lives there right then if that makes you happy that's for you that makes you happy that's for you. It's not for me. No. At all. I want to be in a place where I can be in touch with myself, my, my real authentic self, and what is the most natural parts of life. And those those house goals are just not there for me. Like, that's just not. I could live in a, in a, a yurt right. in the woods, and that would, that would feed me. Yeah. I, I would still need my socialization and humor yeah, interaction yeah, yeah. because but I, I like that. But it's just not the way that society has portrayed what needs to happen. Right? Sure, yeah, there's like a prescribed You're life. not what you've accomplished. You're not your career. You're not, like, you're a human. Yeah. And you have human relationships. That's what life is about. For sure. 
That's how you get connection. That's how you get your community. That's how you get your connection, your genuine, authentic connection. That's how you get all these 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 kinks mm-hmm. worked out, right? And I talk about this with my kids often too, because I I think that growing up, you and your siblings is conflict resolution one hundred and one. That mm-hmm. is your your crash course on like how do we manage other people. So you know, one of my kids works now, so she sees like in her work environment, like she's like, okay, so this is what's going on with this and this and. This. But I've modeled and taught them so much conflict resolution at home that she comes in she's like the mediator she's right. like okay i can see what's going on here <laughs> this is what we're not going to do but i i feel like that's such an important part of of growing up with siblings and just me knowing from what i know now that i need to impart that on them like human 101 so if you can't resolve a beef with your brother bro come on now that's your that's your first whoever your first relationship yeah. is with that you have to figure that out and who else better to I mean, figure you don't it out have with? to well, sure you don't you absolutely don't but if you are going to right. you both decide to who else better to figure that out with than that person yeah you both have to be willing For to sure. be working on your own shit yeah. in the same way that it is in a romantic relationship yeah same thing if one is like nah i'm good you're the one that's wrong yeah sometimes it's other people in your family too Mm -hmm. these are parent relationships parent children relationships where the parent is not acknowledging what they've imparted onto their children right and so then how that has been a theme on the tiktok videos of the the new generation of us coming up and saying hey maybe we should do it a little different a lot of the conversations is about no contact yes they're not talking to their parents because their parents are not acknowledged they're just i did the best that i could that's it Right, there's no like, I'm sorry. Right. I had no idea that that had this effect on right. you and I apologize. When I kn- knew better, I did better. But right. back then I did not know better. Right, and and we give them grace yeah. because they didn't have all of the, the tools. tools. Like no. they didn't have the Googles right. and the, the TikTok videos yes. and the, all these learning things. For sure. It's it's when the, the learning things are being brought to them and they're saying, hey, look, this is what I'm learning and I'm learning how much it's affected me and the other person is so closed off because of their own generational sure. shit. Kids are supposed to be seen, not heard. Yep. So then when you're bringing something to them that they have, you need yeah. them to acknowledge that this happened and they're like, no, bro, that is not what happened. Or their version of events is completely different right. from yours, the way that you remember it. And the way that you remember it is the what you're walking around with. Right. So even if they remember it a different way, they still need to acknowledge, acknowledge that you yeah. rem- you that ha- you perceived it this that way. way. The same way like with trauma, right? Yeah. We could have the same exact experience but experience it differently. Sure. I could go into fight or flight and you're just like, "Oh, this is no big deal. This is just another day." Right. Or the opposite. And that's where the whole like being open and saying, look, hey, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was going to cause you trauma. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was going to cause that. Or I didn't I Those didn't realize it because that's how my parents acted. Sure. So I didn't realize that that was it was inappropriate to get beatings or get a, a spanking or get hit with the belt. Yeah. That's how I was taught. You know, back in the day, they went and picked their own switch. Right. Out of the tree. Yeah. So that's when those behaviors, again, coming back to this attachment spell stuff and that generational inheritance things, you have other people that are showing up in your life that are giving you those experiences, reiterating your childhood experience. And until you come yeah. to a place where you're like, okay, why am I attracting the same man in different pants and start to look into these things and how you were raised and how did you get here? 
until you get to that point, you're going to live in that loop yeah. over and over again. And those are the things that I'm trying to put my foot in front of when it comes to my own children. And, and you know, I've left, I've left relationships, like marriages, twice, because th- I was, it, it was not a good situation. I wasn't being treated the way that I wanted to be treated. Me and my partner were not in the same space anymore. We were not, we were not on the same team anymore. Now yeah. we're fighting with each other, not together against other things. And that to me is is bravery to show my kids like, look, I it doesn't it doesn't matter what I'm gonna lose in this. Mm-hmm. I have I'm gonna take care of y'all and I'm gonna take care of myself. And I prioritize my well being, my mental health, because I can't stay in this situation. I have to go. And showing them that is right, breaking that cycle. Right, because if the situation is not healthy for you, it's not healthy for the kids. No, either. absolutely not. So it's and I understand, you know, it's ideal to have a two parent home and it would be less ideal for us to stay and continue to experience that because neither of us were in a place where we were like, oh, let's go to therapy and work on ourselves and then work on it together. So the way that I present myself now is completely different than how I presented myself before. Like I have a partner who say, you know, I wish I met you like, 20 years ago or yeah, 10, and you're like no way like, we no, wouldn't be together no you would have hated me you'd have been like ew what is wrong with you and I would I would say the same thing like right. yeah I'm not the same person because I had to have those experiences to come to these places where we look right. at how did I get here why am I like this what am I contributing to this my relationship this period dynamic, yeah. to make this this bug man he's like <laughs> I'm with y'all he's on the podcast we have a Nat today. on the podcast what's today, his name okay? he's our, our what's, um, the, what's the the lightning bug from uh, Princess and the Frog Ray. Ray. That's my favorite. That's my favorite bug. Well, Ray just tried to get in my mouth. Ray's okay. over there. And Ray, if he had a light up butt, he'd be better. I would <laughs> like to keep him around. But the fact that he's just in that is like, go away, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, this is all based on like reflection and self-awareness. And, and what are the tools? How do we get there? How do we get to where we shift and grow and heal? Yep. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, we just rambled on for another. I know. <laughs> I think that this is going to uh, wrap us up for today. Yeah. yeah. And we really enjoy doing this. So we do. We hope that you keep coming back and you enjoy listening to us. We do want to hear from some secure attached people. I think all attachments. Let's yeah, have, yeah. Let's yeah, have all the, of them. Let's if, have the if, conversation yeah. with everyone and maybe the secure people in the comment section. Get in our comment can, section. <laughs> yeah, can start talking to the people who have other attachment styles and maybe we could all kind of do a yes. collective shift and like give you these pearls of secure wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Brightway Insurance and Harahan. Yep. Thank you for our space and our equipment and um <laughs> Yeah, and I say this every time and no one is sending us anything. I'm offering yeah. you a free opportunity to put whatever your merch is in front of 10,000 followers. Plus, yeah. and you know, collectively in all the platforms it's probably closer to I'd say 15 to 20,000 between the both of us. Okay. So, okay. Right? All right. So, I mean, <laughs> that's like that's a good little bit, yeah. especially if you're someone who's like super local to the area. We would love to yes, bust your yes. merch. So yeah. send it on get over. It, get it before we start our own. Yeah, because we are once, about to start selling our once own. Once we have our own merch, <laughs> we're going to be like, that's what we flexing in all day long. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to wear that shirt. I'm I so know. excited about it. Both of them. I want to get the Flowful one and the other one. And I'm those, Oh, yeah. I wrote a those whole are, list. And I love that you made them black because I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. our uniform. That's what we're yeah. wearing. So, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next week, Thursday. Same place, same time. Yep. Peace out. Bye. 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 <laughs>